Hello, and welcome again to another episode of Future Tech Chat. This one is uh, a very relaxed style. We're just uh, hanging out on a lazy Sunday. Uh, we'll be talking about some tech news. We'll be going over our predictions from last week uh, from Google I.O. And we'll be addressing a couple questions that, uh, well, I, that I get fairly often. I don't know if you guys get these questions, but I'm sure you have something to, to weigh in on them. So uh, with me today are some, I don't know, I guess they're okay, uh, Mike Cottrell and Nick Maddox. You guys accused me last time of saying that everybody is extra special, so today you're not <laughs> special. You're, you're both run-of-the-mill. <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, so yeah, it's a pretty full schedule. I don't know where you guys want to start. We have a lot, there's a lot of news. Like I wanted this to be sort of a news-based episode to go over what we, what we had I... talked about. I'd like to start by saying it's a lazy Sunday. I woke up in the late afternoon yeah. and called the Atrells just to see how they're doing. <laughs> that, that too. That, yeah, yeah. That, it's a good naming motivation for this episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Nick, first of all, did you did you look into anything that happened at Google I.O. this week? No. No? Well, then this is the all... The extent of my looking into it was asking you. This is going to be... <laughs> This is going to be totally new to you and very interesting. You can watch my real-time reactions. <laughs> Why don't you start us off with a recap, maybe? That'd well, yeah, we'll recap and we'll go point by point and see if we saw it coming and what we had predicted would happen. Do you want to go in order of what they announced? Sure. Okay. So I guess we'll, we'll go with the big points. So the first thing that I remember them announcing was Android 1 which is the low-cost, about $100 phone platform for developing countries, basically making sure that anyone that has Android hardware and Android software on their phone is getting a good experience, yeah. even if it's just a $100 yeah. off-contract phone. That's also known as the uh, Samsung business model with their <laughs> millions of low-end phones that are $100 each. But yeah. Although these are supposed to be technically better because <laughs> reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're trying to make the software better, the work better with lower cost hardware. Which well, I on that, a really good thing. Yeah. On that note, I, I remember reading a couple articles that Facebook's uh, strategy right now is to optimize their app and their services for the uh, developing countries that are often don't even have smartphones. They just have their the regular flip phones or feature right. phones that they, they that they'll be able to load like a Facebook app onto it. But data is really expensive there. Yeah, and the it, hardware and the it, software isn't even up to. I'm sorry. And the it's really slow as well. The internet. Yeah, yeah, and then there's Google's initiative of uh, releasing their Project Loon uh, balloons up into the stratosphere or however high up they're going, and uh, making internet available to again the developing countries that don't have the infrastructure for for a data network. Yeah, and again, that's a pretty sweet initiative. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, the tagline for that initiative is put the put an Android in the hands Hi. of six billion I'm people. Here. <laughs> My mom's here, guys. Pleasure Thank talking you. to you. Special <laughs> guest. <laughs> uh, take care of yourselves. Good timing. We will. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> yeah, he mentioned that uh, his mom was going to come around one, but I guess she's early. <clears throat> okay. Get back to business. Anyway, we'll we'll continue our recap. Get that dead weight <laughs> who didn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So again, this is this is just an approximate. I forget. I what did they do next? It was. Oh geez, I don't I even have talked, the. I think they talked about the new version of Android next. So this is Android. They've coded it L for now because they mm-hmm. they're not releasing it. They just did a developer preview, so they're not going to tell us what candy or what. If there's any actual name at all. People are speculating it might just rename as L. No. No, they, they, were, they were talking, uh, the Google Plus Help uh, community, they were posting all over during I.O. And they were they were quizzing people, asking what candy they should, they think they're gonna, people are going to call it. So I think they're going to stick with the... Okay. The dessert theme. Yeah. I don't. I think L is just a tease. <laughs> hey, it's going to be the next letter in the alphabet. <laughs> It'd be weird if it was just Android L. That. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be a 4.5 or a 5? Point oh. I think it should be a 5, but I don't know. It depends, I guess, how much yeah. they change. Based on the changes we saw, and I guess that's kind of what you're segueing into, is it doesn't look like a huge, huge overhaul that, well, visually that, that, iOS, that iOS 8 was. Visually it will or be, 7. that iOS 7 was. Because well, they're changing the whole design language. I don't know if the experience is going to be that different, though. Uh, I think there'll be changes. I don't know if it'll be different enough to make it a whole new letter, or a whole new number. I guess so. I've, I've, from what I've been reading and seeing mockups of the Gmail is going to be very different. Like it's going to look different, yeah. but it's also going to work more efficiently. It's still going to be yeah. email, obviously, but yeah. I guess I see that as more of, or of a change in the the app itself as opposed to the OS. I guess user experience, but there's only so I, much I see where you're coming from too. Yeah. I mean, iOS seven was a visual refresh more than anything else. So, well, that's what I mean. But even right. just the home screen itself was was quite different. The icons iPhone. were. Yeah. But that's, but that's, all that's, that's all you really like notice, really, on the home screen. And they had the parallax thing, too. That was kind of cool. Yeah. So, anyway. I think we're in agreement on that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it doesn't sound like it. Uh, so, yeah, but it does look really cool. The, the new visual look that they're going for is called material design, trying to give things depth and make it really easy for developers to... To add layers to their apps without, with while keeping it look consi- looking consistent with the native apps, mm-hmm. which is always useful. It's nice to not feel like you're being jarringly pulled out of one thing and popped into another. It's nice to have a transition. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and at that point, now that they've once they got through the Android L, they basically just started saying, "We have Android for this, and Android for that, and Android for this." Yeah. And, um, I think up next they did Android Wear, which is the smart watch or the smart the wearables uh, interface. Wearable interface, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was pretty excited about that to see uh, see a bit more in depth on on what they're anticipating for that. Um, unfortunately, we hadn't seen the Moto 360 available yet. Um, All right. They're We're, saying later this year, but I think that's a good thing because if they rush out version one. People are going to buy it and be disappointed, just like people always are with the first version of a product. But the fact that they didn't release it yet, but they set a date and they gave it to developers, means mm-hmm. developers are going to give feedback. And they, we might almost get to a version 1.5 or a version 2 by the time it is released, and there will already, already be apps for it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good move on their part to do that. Yeah, yeah, and Samsung's and LG has both already had their, their wearables um, available. And uh, so I guess they were kind of first to market, and Moto 360 will hopefully improve upon the the shortcomings of those ones. 
Yeah. Well, I think Samsung in the during the the I/O released like their fifth generation smartwatch. At least. Well, that's what I mean. That some Samsung's been at this for relatively a long time compared to everyone else. So, they're. Uh, I think that's part of their strategy as well as just being kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Like with their you know lower end phones and you know we have a billion different Samsung phones that run you know gingerbread still. Yeah. Or uh, or ice cream sandwich. So, but you know, people people still use them. But um, yeah. So. Well, yeah, they were saying that with the new Android Wear devices, only about twenty five percent of current phones, current Android phones in use, will have access to it because it requires a, a certain version. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of unfortunate, but it's sort of the the side you're on when you go with Android that yeah. you're going to lose compatibility pretty quickly. Yeah. They're, they're working on it. They really are, but it's still 25% is a huge step up from a couple of years ago when it would have been maybe 5%. Yeah. Well, this is better than Samsung when they released their first, uh, I think it was the Gear smartwatch, yeah. and it only worked with the Note, like yeah. one phone. Like on, not even just Samsung phones. It was like one phone. Yeah. One okay, very like, one phone. And yeah. <laughs> less than 1% of their total. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is Android on your body. Uh, next up, I think they went to Android Auto, which is the in Android in your car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is similar to CarPlay from Apple. So basically, and although this one I think is slightly better implemented, maybe except in one instance with music, but uh, so basically when you bring the phone into your car, it'll connect to the car's dashboard and it'll pop up the user interface and you can navigate your maps and make phone calls and send text messages, anything Google Search or Google Now can do. And again, I like this, I really do, but the fact that only new cars are going to be able to get it and only cars that are specifically supported are going to get it mean that it might be difficult to find a car with this soon. It might take six months to a couple of years to actually sort of get market permeation of yeah. in new cars because cars last so long. People aren't upgrading their cars every two years like the other phones. Yeah. Well, the, the way I see it, like they, they announced the automakers that have signed on as a pseudo commitment, unofficial commitment, maybe official commitment, I don't know, to uh, release vehicles, a vehicle or one or more vehicles that, that integrate Android Auto into their... Uh, into their hardware or their build, I guess. Um, but the way I see it, like I don't, I don't believe an automaker needs to be signed on to that initiative in order to integrate Android Auto into their their yeah. vehicle per se. And then I also, I, I was looking for Toyota because Toyota is a pretty big manufacturer, and they weren't on there. But then I saw that there's an actually a news release that they were actually signing on to the Android Auto. I, I don't know if it was like, oh crap, we forgot to do this, and then they signed on afterward after they. They saw who else was doing it, but so uh, from what I was reading, there they they were talking about a total of twenty six manufacturers, and something like half had committed to doing CarPlay, and three quarters had committed to doing uh, Android Auto. So there's like there's there's some that overlap. There was like six manufacturers mm-hmm. that were going to do both. Yeah, some were going to do just one, some were going to do just the other. Some hadn't signed on for anything. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting, but it's definitely only the new cars that are going to support it. Yeah. Like this year's models coming out, and and 
after. So it'll take a while for this to actually become common. Yeah. And and I would still like to think that you'll see an aftermarket retrofitting capability well, I mean, for Android Auto. I, 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 I don't... It's not like it's a part of the engine block or anything, right? You can right. just... It, like, people change out stereos, they add security systems, they do all those kinds of things. So I don't, I don't see why Android Auto couldn't be the same. But the problem... The only problem I see with that, because Android Auto will give you benefits, certainly in addition to having a smartphone in the car, but 99.86% of people are going to just mount their phones on their dashboard if they want a, a touchscreen their, in their car. Like they're, not already gonna, do that. they're not going to pay any more to have an embedded touchscreen with Android Auto. They're probably just going to... Like, I, I would if it wasn't super expensive, but I'm yeah. a very small minority. Yeah. Well, when people... Say when people buy a car from a dealership, they're already dropping, like, upwards of $20,000 on a car. So to add a, you know, $1,000 add-on of a GPS stereo touchscreen interface, it's like, oh, sure, why not, Right. It's, okay. it's kind of like you're already dropping that money on it, so let's add it on. You know what is simultaneously great and sad about that? $1,000 is way too much for that, but it will be how much it costs. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how much car dealerships charge for that kind of yeah. thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, maybe but, it's not 1000 Maybe it's 500 bucks or 600 or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure it will be around $1,000 to add it. Yeah. it like, that's an iPad's only well, 500 and you're going to well, try adding. Yeah. You're adding on a low-end tablet to the front of your car. Hopefully not that low-end. Hopefully not that low-end, but you know, <laughs> I can imagine that it's not going to be an iPad. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing the first CarPlay versions that came out for Apple's interface were still capacitive touchscreens, the ones we had to actually press to register, and it's just like, man, that is that is eight-year-old technology now. <laughs> yeah. Cars have always been behind, and they might always be behind. Uh, so up, that that was pretty interesting, actually. That's other than maybe this one. This is probably the the most interesting, like looking well into the future, not just right now. But so the next one they did was Android TV, which sort of builds on the Chromecast idea of having just a version of Android that can run internet content connected to your TV. Yeah. Well, it's a re- resurrection of their previous Google TV. Oh, their <laughs> next Q, was it? The little orb? Oh, the Q. Yeah, no, that that was its own thing. Then they had something before that. that. It was an actual Google yeah, TV they box. They had Google TV. They've, had, they've gone through four or five different... Yeah. The Nexus uh, Q actually looked promising, but people just yeah. didn't buy into it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is... You can get a box that will support Android TV... You, there, there are TV manufacturers that are signing on to put Android TV into the box built in, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And so Chromecast is getting some of the features of Android TV as well. Some right. Of, well, it's it's more like it's more whatever it can do. Yeah, it's that's what it means. More like Android TV will do whatever Chromecast does. That's kind of plus whatever extra stuff they. Yeah. yeah. Like you know I've. I think, you know, in our smart TV episode, we, we talked a bit about what smart TVs offer, and I think with Android TV, you're just going to see a smart TV with a universal, you know, or a unified Android experience that integrates well with your phone, as opposed to 
the LG smart TV will integrate with an LG phone or your Samsung smart TV integrates with a Samsung phone. You'll have your Android TV that will integrate with your Android phone regardless of manufacturer. Yeah. The, the cool thing that I saw about that is there's no, like, any, any levels of friction between two interfaces are going to make it harder for people to share stuff between them. And so with the update to the Chromecast, you won't need to be on the same wireless network, which is fantastic because <clears throat> having to log in and do that is just a hassle, especially if you're at someone's house visiting. You just want to put a YouTube video up. You don't have to worry about being on the network. Um, and they're actually going to use ultrasonic noise, like sound pulses, mm-hmm. to pair the, t- the TV with the phone, which I think yeah. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's a well, really it's funny because it's, it's not... It's not unheard of technology to use pulse matching to right. to sync or pair pair devices like it's funny like you, now that I think about it in, in drilling you do the same thing when you communicate with your your directional tools down in the hole you know you're a thousand meters underground and in order to confirm that you're still communicating it sends a pulse up and then if it matches the expected pulse then yep we're we're all good so it's kind of the same thing with this it's like you know oh, this Chromecast is looking for this type of pulse, and then if you send out that same pulse, then it's like, yep, we're all good, kind of thing. And then it even said that if it can't sense the pulse, there's a, just a confirmation code that you can punch in yeah. to, to match and pair yourself. So, well, kinda... they, In our cell phone technology 10 years ago with the Edge network, um, you could pair your speakers with your cell phone. If your phone was trying to get reception, it would send out a little pulse, and your speakers would buzz, and then you would know that your phone was nearby. Hmm. Remember that? I did. I'd never. I was never familiar with that. Did you have that? Like, oh. no. I'm just anyone who's had an, a phone on edge near a set of speakers will know that. Oh, like once in a while it'll right. just start buzzing. <laughs> so an accidental <laughs> alert system, right? Accidental okay. Pairing. Oh, I'm getting a text message. <laughs> was that only on the edge network that it does that? Okay. My 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 phone did it yesterday. That's why I'm reminded of it. Because it was it dropped down onto edge and I was like all of a sudden my speakers started going crazy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was the Chrome. Well, the Chromecast is now they're updating it. I don't know if it's. It, I guess it hasn't happened already, but they're updating it to do screen mirroring as well. Yeah. Yeah, and they they qualify that with their. I can't remember what specifically they're doing to it, but they're going to try to improve the latency issues with it because. With when I mirror my Chrome tab from my computer to the Chromecast, there's quite a bit of delay between what's on the computer and what's on the TV. Like the audio and video sync up on the TV, but the t- the computer itself is further ahead than what's shown on the TV because there's that time to actually transfer the data yeah. over the Wi-Fi network. So they're going to do something to improve that that latency, I guess. Right. Well, um, they're they're using they're doing a lot of work with uh, something called WebRTC. Uh, which is real-time communication, RTC. Okay, maybe that's what it was, yeah. And, yeah, so they're basically basically trying to reduce latency across networks and make things quicker without re- needing to resort to plugins. Mm-hmm. Live. Um, film buffs will note that as foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, the other thing, too, I don't know if you're going to bring it up, but they, they mentioned the gaming capabilities with Android oh, TV. I wasn't going to bring that up on purpose. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <That's not laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, it's, yeah. So, and they, they actually demoed. What's that? Were they talking about controllers, like using your phone as a yeah. controller, or was it just gaming? 
Well, they, they, they mentioned that you can use Android, you know, games developed for Android TV, and ideally you'll have some sort of cross-compatibility with current games. But the games that you can play on the TV, you'll have a dedicated controller. Like, they're using a dedicated controller for it, and everyone's like, whoa, what's this controller they're using? Mm-hmm. And then they showed a guy, I think, I don't know if it was a phone or a tablet or whatever, but he was playing the same game on that, and the TV was mirroring what was happening in that game. So they're essentially playing the game together, one on a tablet, one on a controller, mm-hmm. on the TV. And it was pretty cool. And I think, again, we've, we've mentioned that in previous episodes, saying how that would be ideal is that you wouldn't have to worry about having a certain controller or whatever. You just load it up on your, your phone or your tablet or whatever, and you can go. Yeah. One of the cool things about Google is that they have they have so many different... Like, their platform is available so many places. Every once in a while, every month or so, they'll release a new Chrome experiment. And the latest one was had to do with soccer, and there was a couple different games you could play where you either... I think you are a soccer ball, and you have to, like... Yeah. Around, but it'll let you play it on your on Chrome on your computer and if you are on your phone it'll pair it up and you can use your phone as a controller even on the web which is yeah. pretty amazing. I tried that soccer game on my phone and it didn't work at all. <laughs> I don't know if it was cuz I was using the beta version of Chrome on my phone or what but it yeah. just wasn't I've had experience with a couple of those. There was a game that you could play that was similar to Pong but with obstacles and you would play while you were facing, so like I've actually played with Nick once. Um, so you basically start a hangout with a person, and it'll bring you into this game, and you'll be playing Pong against one another. Um, it's like face-to-face. Like it's in 3D, mm-hmm. all bounces around. I don't know if you ever played that. I forget what it was I've, I've played it before. This is an old game on Windows 95 or 2000. No, but the, I mean... The this hang- new one? Oh, Pong. no, I never played the Hangouts one, no. It was cool. Okay. You're and it worked or it didn't work? No, it worked really well. Oh, okay. You play against them and, like... You're obviously trying to get the the ball to hit their, but it's literally their picture, and so when you okay. hit it, it sort of falls apart, like crumbles down, and hmm. it was fun. Got the levels got harder and harder, and uh, so that so the, I guess the last big announcement, other than a bunch of developer tools that uh, Google announced, was Android Fit, mm-hmm. which I don't. It's hard to say if it's if it was a direct response to what Apple did or the rumors that Apple was going to announce their health kit platform. Uh, but it's it's out there now. And so both Apple and Google also have a health platform where you can... It'll supposedly go with your... If you have your Nike devices or your Fitbit or your... All these different monitoring devices for blood pressure or uh, heart rate, weight height, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, both of the platforms are going to have a place at, in, at some point, probably in the fall, with this new release of both operating systems where you will have this one spot you can find all this stuff and hopefully contact a physician if you have a problem. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just funny, like a while ago, you know, I had mentioned that I was looking for a, a fitness tracker or fitness band kind of thing. And I just didn't find anything that integrated with Android very well. And I, you know, I was looking into the Nike Plus Fuel Band, and I was like, oh, I can't believe they don't have an Android app, and it doesn't work with Android. And then a couple months ago, we're like, oh, we're making it available for Android. And it's like, a, why are you so late? And yeah. b, I remember reading an article saying that they were downsizing the Nike Plus group or whatever just because they weren't getting the traction that they thought they were. It's like, well, you 
limited yourself right off the bat by not going with Android. So I don't know why. So yeah. I guess now they're they're doing this with you know yeah it integrates with Nike Plus and and all that yeah, kind of it, stuff. They mentioned specifically that it was yeah. Nike Fuel Banner is going to work with it. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I guess we can go to the the one thing that I want to mention that I thought was pretty cool. Um, is this wasn't, I think, directly at Google I.O., but it was a, sort of a side, like a satellite event uh, for YouTube that they were talking about the creation of, first of all, a, a specific app that I think is out for Android for YouTube creators, like filmmakers, mm-hmm. um, that'll let you check out the stats on your, on your videos for multiple channels, uh, and there'll also be a system that will allow you to donate money to the video maker. Mm-hmm. Basically the only way to make money on YouTube is to either put ads on your videos or to have a store somewhere else that sells merchandise or whatever yeah. or to collect donations on a separate site. Yeah. So basically what they're doing is letting people donate to the video creators directly from directly through YouTube. Mm-hmm. Which I think is just, I mean that's pretty nice. I've yeah. I've been making videos for a few months now, and I know that's going to help me out to just be able to be like, hey, if you feel like supporting me, here's how you can do it, and it's really yeah. easy. Yeah, it's the same way that, you know, I feel it's worth buying apps. And, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, there's guys that are working out there who do this for a living, even if it's not for a living. They're, they're doing it for because they enjoy doing it, and it's something they enjoy doing, and it's like, well, if I'm benefiting from it, then why not throw them a couple bucks, right? Yeah. Like. I mean, there's there's a there's a, a line there, but at a certain point, you know that this is costing them money to do, but they love mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. It's not like they're just making money off of nothing. Yeah. They're spending money, and you're helping yeah. support them. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's now that you bring up making money off videos, I remember reading an article about a couple of Vine creators, mm-hmm. and uh, they had this whole like romance thing going on, and they got a couple million followers each, whatever, and brands actually go to them yeah. to plug their products, and they get, like, really good money for it. Yeah. And, because uh, you're reaching, you know, millions of people in, like, a, you know, a 15 second or, how long yeah. is mine? Eight seconds? I don't remember. Six. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, that. that's another way to get it. I guess it's a form of sponsorship in a, in a way, but yeah. I, I don't know how often YouTube um, uh, creators get that, but... Well, they have sponsors, like uh, you see, similar to podcasts, you see people at the end of their video, they'll either say, donate to my uh, campaign on Subbable, or this sponsored by Audible does a lot of sponsorships of both podcasts and YouTube videos. Yeah. So there there are definitely ways, but this is sort of more direct. It's, it's yeah. not, like, go to this other place, it's just like, right. there's a button right here, and it's you know yeah. it's me because it's on my video. Yeah. So uh, we can quickly go through. I, I moved the list of predictions we made over, and we can just go through one at a time and see how good we were or if, if our predictions are still yet to be determined. So first up, Android Silver wasn't yeah. announced. Uh, they said that it will not... Uh, Nexus will not disappear, but Silver they said, is still... They said coming. Nexus hardware wouldn't disappear. They didn't right. say Nexus phones. Well, if, if it's, you want to it's, apples and yeah. oranges like that, that's not a saying, but... <laughs> so you maintain that you're right. 
I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm saying that oh. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, anyways, so that yet to be decided anyways. There's, right. It hasn't gone either way. Yeah. Uh, in the fall is when we'll see for sure. Mm-hmm. Google Voice integration for Hangouts didn't happen at I.O. No. Nothing to do with uh, the social network Google Plus happened at I.O. Nothing with Hangouts happened at I.O. Um, so that that's still undecided because they will eventually, like this summer they're going to have an event for Google Plus. They are. Oh, really? Okay. They've they've had one every summer since it came out, and it's three anniversary. They're, they're going to do something. They'll either talk about updates to photos, Hangouts. So Google Voice still in the maybe pile, but definitely didn't happen. Uh, wearables, wear platform, we pretty much nailed that one. <laughs> I mean, it was almost a sure thing, but we... We got that one down. Yeah. They announced the Wear platform and more updates to it, and they at least set a release time frame for the yeah. Moto 360. Yeah, but we have yet to see a Google a Google branded watch. That's still technically a Motorola watch. But Motorola is owned by Google. Right. But <laughs> it's still watch. Just a Google Watch. Okay. Well, I don't know if we're ever going to get that, but... I think I, I, they did an interview with a Google... I don't know if it was, like, Pinchai himself, but they were asking about a Google Watch, and they said, oh, no, we're, we haven't... We're not looking to to make a Google-branded watch yet. But, yeah, so maybe. Yeah. But, so, we were talking mostly about the Wear platform and the watches right. actually getting announced formally and having released, yep. so we were right on that one. Um, Google Stars, the bookmarking platform, again, <laughs> still still in beta. It works. I'm still using it. Um, is it officially beta or is it like a like it, a no, side loaded? It's type a thing. dog fooding. Okay. Beta that, like it's a version for the uh, Google employees. Okay. But it works fine, and I'm sure again they're going to announce it. They're saving it for, not saving it, but they're still working on it, and. Uh, yeah, so when this new, like, a Gmail refresh is coming, we've all seen, like, you've seen mock-ups of it. Um, so they're probably, either they're doing separate events for all of them or they're going to bundle it all into one big thing in the fall or possibly the summer, but hasn't happened yet. It's still beta. Uh, this one is yours, Google Play Music Desktop Client. <laughs> You're really hoping for that one. I don't know if it's coming. We might get an, an official... Um, Chrome extension or a Chrome application. Mm-hmm. So far, it's just web app. Uh, new design language, yes. Uh, that did happen, material design. Uh, Google Plus rebranded to Google Identity. They didn't talk about Google Plus that much at I.O. They mentioned it, but they didn't talk about any updates to it. Um, so really, that one's still in the maybe pile. We'll see what happens with the name of Google Plus or, or its specific functions. Um, tools for Google Plus pages slash YouTube. So basically when you make a YouTube account now, you automatically get a, G plus, a Google Plus page. And so that to me, I mean, they also announced um, a new app. I, I, I don't think it was part of I.O., but it was last, in the last week uh, for Google Plus pages. So right now, when you go into the Google Plus mobile app, you see your account, 
and you can log out of your account and log back in, and you'll have a choice of all the pages that you manage. Um, well, you can just dynamically switch between them. At least with the Android one, you can. Oh, the Android one, but the iOS yeah. one, you can't. Oh, you, okay. You have to sign out and then sign back in. Oh, that's kind of annoying. But so now there's an, there's an, <laughs> an iOS app called Google Plus My Business, and so it's just your pages, and it does let you switch between just the pages, okay. and so they're totally separate. Uh, and it's not, it's still really new, so it's not perfect, but it's something at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, they, there were new tools for Google Plus pages and for YouTubers, and they actually, they're overhauling a little bit the look of YouTube for video makers. Um, they're calling it Creator Studio. Hmm. And so they sort of streamlined the ability to switch between the, the YouTube channels you own, which is nice. Uh, updates to Hangouts. We'll talk about this a little bit later. There was nothing update announced at I.O., but they did get an update. Uh, and finally, SMS routing to Hangouts on other clients, which we did not get. Oh. And again, like voice, that's really sad. <laughs> but it might still happen later in the summer. Maybe they're working on it because they saw that Apple announced it. So they And it's obviously, it's not simple to do, but mm-hmm. um, that would have been a nice thing to announce with yeah, Android L. So maybe that's what they're saving it for. Yeah. Well, you brought up today about. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say you brought up today about integrating the uh, Google Docs or Google Drive chat yeah. with with Hangouts, and I think that I just remind, got reminded about how when you comment on when you add a comment to a document, there's it doesn't notify you unless it emails you. Unless you. That, yeah. Even, and even that's hit and miss because sometimes they won't get notified that you commented on something. So I think if they could integrate the docs, notifications, commenting, and Google chat Plus. into Google Plus and Hangouts, then that would be ideal. So you know, you'd get a notification in Google Plus saying, "Oh, Rob commented on your document." Yeah. Even and, even Gmail could be integrated into that bell. Like just have if you have a new email, put it in mm-hmm. that notification thing. Why yeah. why keep it all separate? Yeah. So. Uh, Again, that's something we'll hope for, and we'll try to get the word out. I, I've started posting things on in Google Plus communities. Just like yeah. if I want a feature, I'll be like, "Hey, put this in," because yeah. I really like it. Would just make it so it makes so much sense. Yeah, we have enough profile views and followers now that you can uh, you have a bit of. Cred well, I'm, I'm in getting close. I'm getting close to uh, two hundred thousand, I think. Views or followers? Views. Oh. But that's, yeah, that's a lot of different channels coming in through there. <laughs> I also have a lot of uh, images from stuff I have posted places that are through uh, Google+. Plus. So every time someone looks at a picture that's, like, hosted on my website... Oh, it counts as a view? As a view. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, which is nice. Yeah, it is. That's uh, kind of cheating. <laughs> so that's I, that was it for our, our major prediction. IO coverage, yeah. And to be honest, we didn't get a lot. We, we personally, there was a lot announced, and they yeah. made plans to put Android literally everywhere. But yeah. in terms of the customer-facing wants for the products they already have, we didn't see very yeah. much. Well, yeah, we didn't see we didn't see upgrades. We saw new releases. We saw the Android Wear. I don't know why we didn't see the Android Auto. Based on the CarPlay, I think 
we would have thought that we would have anticipated Android responding with that, but I guess yeah. we missed that one. Um, I don't know if we missed it or if it, I don't know. Or if it's it didn't just, care enough. Yeah. It, I mean, they were obviously going to respond with something. With they, they had yeah. their self-driving car. If if it had a computer interface, it would obviously be auto. Mm-hmm. So it it makes sense all coming together. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to news stories, which uh, there's been quite a bit. I yeah. I talked about the last three to four months, but most of this happened more recently, like in the last. This is the last week. Yeah. yeah. And this is some of this is I/O, but uh, yeah, also not. Yeah, some of them are appendages to I/O announcements. Yeah. The further releases or. Announcements. So why don't you start with one? Okay. Um, I guess from a new product slash promotion perspective, they've uh, they've rolled out an Android or Google Cardboard product that, in essence, you're strapping your phone to your face, and uh, it's apparently not as cheesy as it sounds. Um, people say no, it I've works. Heard a lot of good. Like, yeah. When they were first, when they first at the very end of the the keynote, they were like, hey, we have a new product, and it's made of cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you can buy it for, I don't know, like 30 bucks or something, and then there's other companies that are... Actually, no, they handed it out at I.O. Plans, too. Yeah, and then a company right away came up with, or they got a hold of or wrote up a uh, printout template for it, and they're selling that for, like, 20 or 30 bucks. So, yeah, if you want to experience some uh, cost-effective virtual reality, then... So yeah, basically all it does is make a box around your face, yep. around your eyes, and then splits your view in half. Mm-hmm. So you see two different things out of your eyes, and it'll... Yeah. I guess it'll work with your front or your back camera. It, yeah, your back camera probably, yeah. And yeah, it's a specific app that you that you put on, and there's like a, there's like a game in it, and then there's just a couple different views you can do, and I don't know. It, it sounds cool, and for the novelty of having that for like 20 or 30 bucks, it's seems worth it. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Can't go wrong with that, I guess. But I don't know. I thought it was kind of a cool little it's, mini it's, release. It's definitely simpler and a lot cheaper than, for instance, Oculus Rift. Yeah. It's making it more accessible to the, the mass public and saying, hey, you know, this doesn't have to be like a big scary thing that's only for like, geeks. It can be for anyone who has a phone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it could be fun. And yeah, if they get people to buy into that, then they might have more success when they release uh, Google Glass more widely and their Oculus, well not their Oculus, Facebook's Oculus anyway, yeah. um, it becomes available and you'll have developers starting to, to focus on virtual reality a bit more. Yeah. So, Definitely something to look forward to. Yeah. So what did you find interesting this week? Uh, well, I mean, you wrote most of these down. <laughs> well, uh, you can pick one. I'm sure you've read most of them. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, so the one that I did add was uh, that Verizon in the states has taken the somewhat ahead of the game step of adding seven different streaming music services to a list of things that don't count towards your data cap. So basically, you can stream any music you want from. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different. Uh, I know services. the one big one is iTunes Radio, but yeah, seven different services. If you're streaming Pandora, Spotify, uh, iHeart Music, Slacker, Rhapsody, and Milk Music, and Samsung <laughs> new internet radio service, which I don't even know what that is, um, which 
I don't know, I'm torn on how to feel about this. Because on one hand, it's good that it's free, but music, you're already, in general, paying for these services. So making it free just makes me think this is either an antitrust violation or sort of against the nature of net neutrality. Can you explain how it's already free? What do you mean how it's already free? Are you saying that this, you're seeing the services are already free? That's what you just said. No, the services cost the services right. themselves cost money. So what what are you saying? That you're double paying. Like the, oh, because right, okay, I see what you mean. The yeah. only way that they can give right. it to you for free is either by being super generous or by making oh. back the music services. And so I, I don't know. I'm I'm just skeptical that this is a good thing. I mean, short term it is because you're paying less for music streaming, but uh, I don't know. It's a slippery slope, and if you, if it starts happening with video, which is video is the one thing that takes up a ton of data. Mm-hmm. Um, if you start doing it with stuff like pictures and video, saying like, oh, you can upload as many pictures as you want to your favorite cloud storage service or our cloud storage service, whatever, like if it's if a company starts um, doing their own cloud backups, you'll find that people will start picking sides and then it's just, in terms of net neutrality and keeping data open, it's a slippery slope towards towards a monopoly, I guess. Like towards getting locked into a service and not wanting to leave because it's going to cost more to use another service that's exactly the same. Which, which in my mind violates the sort of the core of net neutrality, mm-hmm. which is that anything, everything it should be the same. If you want to use iTunes Radio or if you want to use Google Play Music, if one is free on your platform, you're going to use that one. Or if one doesn't count towards your data cap, you're going to use the one yeah. that's good. Yeah, I think less. the only way you could avoid preferential treatment with that, on that end is if they came up with a method of approving apps that would be exempted from the data cap. So you'd, you'd submit to them and say, hey, I want to use RDO, right? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, that, that qualifies as a music streaming app. That's free. I don't, I don't know if that's the intent is to make, oh, it's music streaming so it's free, or if, like you said, it's like, oh, well, these guys gave us extra money, so here it's free. Yeah. Like, like it's, I, it's, I don't know. It's hard for me to say, like, how are they, are they going to do it like at first they had the first thing that happened was sort of a less lesser bandwidth type of thing when they did social networking was free, so you could surf Facebook mm-hmm. and Twitter and use BBM all you wanted for free, right? With with their plan, with the one specific plan from the company. That was with that was prior to smartphones. Uh, during the beginning of smartphones too. But I always wondered. With Android phones. I think it was mainly BlackBerry and just feature phones that had that type of thing. iPhone definitely had it for a while. Okay. But I always wondered, like, yes, there is a Facebook app for the iPhone, and I, it would be, be pretty trivial to make that free, um, like, use inside that app. Mm-hmm. But, like, what if you are in the Facebook app and you click on a YouTube link and it opens up the little Facebook in-app browser and you're watching a... YouTube video on Facebook, is that free or is that not free? 
I think I remember when they were talking about Facebook making deals with developing countries and the service providers and saying, hey, can you offer our, our app, use within the app, like you said, for free or included in the data rate or whatever, because that is something that they do. Yeah. That came up. It's like, okay, well, what if you want to see content like that they go from the app into that? And unfortunately, I can't remember exactly the yeah. explanation for that, but that was an issue that was brought up. Um, I'd think it'd be the kind of thing where you click on and say, oh, warning, you're leaving yeah. your yeah. leg. That's not implemented now, and so it's sort of a great like. I'm like, I don't, I would. I don't think companies even do that now, though. So there are still some that do unlimited social networking. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, it did like it sort of went out of favor, uh, probably because of, of things like this. Like, there's so many yeah. gray areas. Like, what if you, yeah. like that one, for instance, if you're in the app doing some something that requires data that's not Facebook, like a YouTube video, which yeah, like an embedded video. Yeah. Yeah. What about an embedded or, video? Yeah. If you're on, what if you're on the web? And you go to Facebook.com. Is that free? Like, how how do you track that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just uh, it's a it's a tricky situation. And if you go into with music, like if you go to the Spotify web app on your phone, is streaming that music free? Like, if you go to a website and download an MP3, is that free? Like, how do they how do they track it? Yeah. So I'm just curious exactly the details. And I would be skeptical. I wouldn't want to sign up for that service until I knew. What was going to happen with that? Yeah, I think that type of service would be for people who have a phone and all they want to do is use it to stay in contact with their kids and check Facebook once in a while. But they're not looking to consume content. Yeah, in that sense. Yeah, I don't think the plan is meant for me. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's move on. Next one. Um, I found that it was very interesting, and I guess it wasn't a I.O. Uh, an I.O. event, or an I.O. I think release. it was another satellite event. Yeah, that they uh, they released or showed a Project Era modular phone prototype, mm-hmm. and they hyped it up to be working and booting and loading the home screen, and they got to the booting part, and it crashed after it loaded a fifth of the home screen. So... But people still were excited, and they clapped and applauded. And the cheered. fact that a modular phone powered on is pretty. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Like, it's it still had, buggy. Yeah, it had quite the the process to to boot it, and it was very it was very geeky, and I was excited about it because yeah. it's well, like the, it's not something only like a tech guy could like appreciate. Anyone yeah. else would be like that phone doesn't even work. It's like no, you're that you're missing the point. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. For people who don't know what a, the concept of a modular phone is or have never heard the word modular. Um, basically, it's you, you'd have, like, the, the computer part of your phone would be one chunk of phone. And you'd literally, like, if you wanted a camera, you would clip a camera onto the phone. Like, you'd plug it in. And if you mm-hmm. wanted a microphone, you'd plug that in. If you wanted extra RAM, you'd plug that in. If you wanted a bigger battery, you'd just... Yeah. It, all the pieces would pop out and yeah. come back in. Yeah. And the the screen isn't modular. The screen is the screen, right. the screen, and then it has it has the motherboard and all that baked into the device. And then you have yeah that little part reserved for the CPU and whatever. But yeah, everything else like the battery, the camera, the SD slot, whatever is going to be yeah. modular yeah. and chip all the. Yeah. And so the concept being that if you if you want a RAM upgrade, you would just swap it out. If you mm-hmm. want. Battery, you just swap it out. Yeah. If you wanted two batteries, you add two yeah. batteries. 
or if you wanted to have extra charge if you were going on a trip or something or a long, like yeah, a long day or something, you just bring an extra one and you could yeah. swap it out. Yeah. So. And so yeah, they, they it was working and it was cool because it was like almost like a puzzle phone, like it's not one piece; it's a bunch of pieces all working together and it it worked. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't stay working, but it worked. Yeah. But it was like ultra prototype. Like they turned it on by having the little like the the what should I call it the jumper, I guess, <laughs> and they like just doot, and they like just boot it on. It wasn't like you click the button; it's like you just and it yeah, was like oh. wires together to start it. It was, it was one of the more, like, techy things I've seen Google do. Like, it wasn't, like, hyped up and, like... Done. Yeah, it was, like... It was it was for, like, tech guys. Yeah. And that's why they all still, like, loved the presentation because it was, like, exciting. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, on that same same note, they... Uh, I don't know if it was part of the same announcement. Yeah, it was. Um, but, yeah, they talked about the uh, the 3D printing that they were looking into for the, the ERA uh, modules um, and that they were investing in the production of technology for 3D printing and yeah. uh, on optimizing the space that the dedicated phone part takes up in order to leave more room for the, the add-on modules. Yeah. Another so, cool thing that I saw them talking about with 3D printing in the era was having a little hard, like a hard shell case that would basically envelop all your modules mm-hmm. in one consistent piece. Yeah. I think I like the modular look, though. Like so, ah, some of the mock-ups, some of the mock-ups they've done. Like shatters into a million pieces. Well, some of the mock-ups they've done though, with like the the skins on the back, like I don't know, it, it looks cool. Like yeah, they're mock-ups, and you're not gonna have necessarily a uniform look, um, but across all the different modules, if you get third-party or aftermarket modules. But I think I think the modular look is part of the novelty of having it. Like I don't yeah. know, that's that's part of the appeal to me. It's the same personally. reason, like when people build their own desktop computers, they have windows in them. So yeah. You- in and see how cool it looks. So it's the yeah. same idea. Well, and you have lights on the inside and, and all that kind of stuff, right? And it's like it's it's part of the novelty of having it. Like why why go through like buying a modular phone if you're gonna hide the modular part of it? Like yeah, I agree. Oh, maybe uh, a clear maybe a clear case. I'd be on board with a clear case that still shows the modules. I uh, yeah. when I had my iPhone 4s, I had a, I bought from iFixit.com. They had a clear iPhone back. Yeah. So I screwed my original one out and put it it's in. It's the same thing with this, that there's like a case, but you can still see the Nexus, like the glass part on the back. So it's like there's a case on it. No, 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 but this like wasn't a back- case. This was the back panel of the phone. Oh, I really? Back panel, put the clear, so you could see the electronics through. Did I ever see that? I don't know. I don't think I ever saw that. That's cool. It was really cool. And then yeah. I got a background, <clears throat> a wallpaper that was... What the front internals of the phone look like? Oh, sweet! <laughs> Those good times. I still have the thing, but now the phone's been upgraded, so yeah, it's not as easy. It's not like a one pop thing to get the back panel off anymore. Right. Uh, so yeah, we talked about. I guess we'll. I want to mention. Uh, the fact that Google Hangouts, on Chrome at least, doesn't require a plugin anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, that's again removing friction from people accessing services is good. Before, when you when you first got Google Chrome, you wanted to call someone, you'd open the thing and it would say, "Do you want to install this?" And you'd go, "Yes, I want to install it." And then you'd wait, and then it would install, and then I don't think you had to restart your computer, but it was just like it took a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. 
So now with the newest version of Chrome, uh, the, right now it's just the developer version, the beta. Um, you don't need the plugin anymore. So they've mm -hmm. built the technology to all it needs is access. You basically click, click allow to give it access to your microphone and camera, and then it'll just open the video chat. Yeah. I have a feeling, because I just, again, thought of it now, that part of the benefit of that is for businesses. Mm. And when you're trying to have a, you know, a video conference with a customer or colleague or whatever, a lot of companies will have barriers for installing anything. Yeah. So if you remove that requirement to install, that makes it a lot easier to send a Hangout link and say, this is the link for the video chat, and you just it runs. You don't have to call your IT guy to set up your computer to allow to install the plugin and all that kind of stuff. You just boot it and go or put the link in. So. Yeah, it's wonderful. I'm yeah. really happy that they did that. Like, it was something they've been working towards for a long time. And again, this is using WebRTC. Hmm. Uh, but it's, it's a really good update. Um, something, I guess, moving away from hardware or software, there's a more along net neutrality or privacy, I guess. There is a, a recent ruling. I didn't even know it was an issue in, until I read that it was a ruling, that uh, they've uh, ruled that the NSA or just the authorities are not allowed to just search your phone without a warrant or whatever. If they seize your phone... Um, due to whatever reason, that same allowance for the seizure cannot allow them to actually look in the phone. Right. Um, the old rules, yeah, yeah. The old rules said that they could with the you know the flip phones and the feature phones and that kind of thing. But with the development of phones and technology, there's so much more that you can access through a phone than you could back when it didn't do anything really except have like contact lists maybe in recent calls. Um, that yeah, they're saying, well, nope, that's a separate thing. You got to get your own warrant and your own ruling for that. So, um, I guess that makes people feel better. But again, I I don't really care because I don't have anything to hide. And right. if I get yeah. if I get my phone seized, it's probably for a good reason. So, well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the important step in computing where they're now saying that a smartphone is closer to a computer than it is to a phone. Mm -hmm. So, like, you have enough stuff on there that's private that computers are protected. Phones have the same amount of stuff; they should be protected the same yeah. law. Yeah. But Which, that being said, it's not like the government doesn't already have access, if they wanted to, to anything that we've put uh, on the phone. If it's on the internet. I don't right. think they can hack into your phone, but if you... No, no. But what isn't on the internet now? When, like, when, when you get a phone, you're integrating with Google. Like, there is yeah. even a thing where they've disclosed that... they've Google, at first, would save your Wi-Fi password on their servers... And so now they're saying, hey, do you still want this? Because yeah. they're like, oh, I guess maybe that's not a good thing to just be doing it without telling people. Yeah. Well, um, they, but the thing with uh, when their Street View vans were going down, they were collecting people's Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, their logins and stuff. Not, yeah. not necessarily the... Or is, is the addresses? Just the, the MAC addresses and the, yeah. the network names. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like... Maybe it just makes people feel better, but yeah. in reality, I, I they might have even not been doing it on purpose. Like I don't know what no. you would benefit from doing that. No, it was more for I think the location, like confirmation of the location of the address that they're trying to take a picture of, and in that process, just as a byproduct, they were just capturing that information. But yeah, it wasn't like oh, let's harvest all these addresses. Yeah, but 
Um, anyway, so, that was an interesting thing. Yeah. So earlier this week, this is just a, I don't know, companies do things like this all the time, and it, it kind of makes me laugh. Basically, Microsoft is saying if you bring a MacBook Air into one of their stores, it, it could be eligible, like the new MacBook Air, it could be eligible for up to $650 in credit if you trade it in for one of their new yeah. Surface Pro 3. And I don't know, yeah, like it's a it's at least an eight or nine hundred dollar laptop. Brand new. They're trying to well yeah, exactly. So they're they're basically saying if you've had this MacBook for six months and you want to try a surface, we'll make it only cost you two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars to switch. I think it was hundred and fifty. I think they give up to like six hundred and some dollar credit. Fifty, but depending the, on the condition of your model of the MacBook Air, the the eleven inches uh, $899 in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But the credit they'll give you for the MacBook towards the Surface Pro, I think, is like 650 bucks. Yeah, so that yeah. leaves 250 plus tax. Is it 250 I don't know. I read 150 Maybe it's 250 I think I read 150 as well, but then I did the yeah. math. Okay. <laughs> Either way, you get a discount on your... Either way, I'm, I'm not going to do it, but I'm tempted. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting what what Microsoft's strategy has been. It's kind of like, it's been like a hey we're here too kind of thing. It sounds like they're trying to hoard MacBook Airs. They <laughs> themselves. To steal their technology. Yeah. <laughs> it's isn't. I also read an article this morning, and I don't know if it was just this morning that they released. I think yes, they've been talking about it for a bit, but they Microsoft's announced a or leaked a smartwatch. Yeah, uh, release for October. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Yeah, I guess they may beat Apple to the punch to that one too. So yeah, unless Apple just mysteriously releases one not during WWDC, then we're gonna see a Microsoft smartwatch before an Apple one. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with them. I don't know if they're. I'd like to think they're doing it, but it's hard to say. You never know with Apple. Yeah. So, we talked about the the Nexus hardware staying, sticking around. Uh, do you want to do one more news? Sure, sure. I uh, one that I found interesting, and uh, I guess is along the developers' uh, news that the the Nest product that Google now owns. They're uh, integrating or announcing a developer's program and a certification system for devices and apps um, to work with Nest products. So kind of going along the same lines of their Android Everywhere home automation type thing. They're uh, they're trying to make it more accessible to everyone that has you know washer and dryer or fridge or home security or whatever that uh, it integrates with the Nest product. So it's like, oh, cool, I didn't know that it worked with that. So then it kind of gets that market right away there. So, And then from a developer's perspective that they, they can certify their, their apps and products with work, works with Nest um, for those that, that would want to integrate it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's a good good step forward for that. And yeah, you know, I think it can only do well for, for Nest as they offer more products and services. Yeah. I mean, Nest has had their sort of slowdowns. They were having issues where the, I think the 
carbon monoxide detector would just like either go off for no reason or stop detecting carbon monoxide. <laughs> so they they recalled some and like pushed out firmware updates. But yeah, so they've had some issues. So it's good to see that they're getting their act together and trying to unify stuff. I mean, I'm sure this is somewhat in response to Google or Apple announcing their HomeKit, their home automation. So I guess they're trying to make, they're either trying to make Nest, uh, the thermostat, work as sort of a central hub for your home, which makes sense, or they're planning on releasing a standalone, like, thing, like a, another Nest product that would that would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting to see where that goes. Yeah. The, the nice thing about the Nest product, in, like just the Nest thermostat, is that it's literally just a circle with, like that you can put electronic words on. So the possibilities are pretty unlimited in terms of yeah. what you can do. Yeah. Well, and it's not just the thermostat either that they offer. They have the, the I think they have an alarm, the fire, fire det- or smoke, smoke detector, yeah. carbon monoxide, and I don't think, they don't have a security no. system unit yet. But security systems that have smart capabilities do integrate with Nest. Yeah. Um, that you can you can control your thermostat from the security system. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they come up with. Like you know, they've they had those products before, and Google bought them. So I can only imagine that Google will encourage yeah. them to make more and more services for for people to use. Well, the other big news out of that product or that world um, two days ago, or I guess earlier this week, uh, Nest bought Dropcam, which is mm-hmm. a- right. A wireless camera uh, streaming monitoring, server. yeah. So they're obviously they're trying to do home security, yeah. So I guess that's I think that's a good place to stop. We've been a little over an hour now. Um, so yeah, that being said, we'll wrap it up. We uh, I want to say a special thanks to our new Twitter followers. Hopefully, you guys. Uh, get out and watch and enjoy this episode. Um, yeah, I've never plugged. I've never plugged this show on this show. I feel so <laughs> weird doing it, <laughs> but it well, is. Yeah, it's on YouTube. You can subscribe and. We're on iTunes. Thing on iTunes where there's a there's a website. Uh, there's Twitter. There's Facebook. Go nuts. Google Plus, of course. Of course. <laughs> Google, I mean, you don't even have to direct people to Google Plus because it, like, YouTube syncs. Like, if I put stuff on YouTube, it puts it there. I don't know. Yeah. Google Plus, yeah, that's my home, but it doesn't necessarily have to be yours. We'll come to you. Exactly. Wherever you are. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I will talk to you next week. We'll do another future side chat. We will. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll make sure it's interesting. It'll be something cool. Try not to make people feel bad about how horrible they're being with relation to climate exactly. change, but who knows? <laughs> well, well, we'll take a balanced perspective and, and take issues as they come up, and f- feel free to address us with questions about free energy or <laughs> conspiracy theories or whatever, and we'll, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll chat about it, and we may not agree with you, but, you know, that's what science is all about. <laughs> Science is all about disagreement in the face of that. Not disagreement, critical thinking and analysis. Yes, of course. We're famous for our critical analysis. (laughs) All right, well, we'll see you next week.
All right. See you guys. <laughs> Bye.